This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the max. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to Beyond the Mic Week 11. This is your captain speaking along with the Kingpin. The promo climax is back. And to celebrate, we are joined by the Demoness herself, who picked up three points this past week. But first, Amir, you've had a little break too. Welcome back to Beyond the Mic. Butcher's been getting overwhelmed by Mr. Larkin stepping in. Um, yeah, man, you know, it's 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 good to be back. There is, um, I don't know what circumstances surrounding my absence, but I can definitely tell you that um, for me, the time still flew by and this competition has been flying by and I can't believe we've only got a few weeks uh, left in it. But if there's one thing we all knew, including Mike Larkin, who I know is going to listen to this episode, <laughs> is that I wasn't going to miss the opportunity to talk to the DMS. So here I am. Of course not. And it's also my first time, pretty much. Uh, so welcome once again to be on the mic, Miss, I don't know, Your Highness? Would that work? How do you address a demoness? Carefully, I Just guess. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> With caution. <laughs> um, hello, mortals. <laughs> and you can address us however you like, mortal one. That's re- that's a relief. <clears throat> um, so, like we I said, we will not harm you or Amir. Hello, Amir. Hey, here's the thing. Here's how you know the DMS is is solidified as one of the greatest characters of all time. It's just hello, mortals. By the way, which needs to be on a shirt. Make that happen, Dazzy Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is like when Scott Hall walks into the ring. He grabs a microphone, everybody waits for it, they get really quiet, and then he just goes, hey, yo. And everybody's like, ah, he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it reminds me of the meme I saw about Bailey this week uh, of The Simpsons, where everybody in class is looking at Bath and they're going, come on, new heel, say the line, say the line. <sighs> <laughs> you guys don't deserve an explanation. Yeah, he said it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so like we said you picked up three points um, as Moni Lynn's left the competition but still a worthy promo of three points anyway we thank you mortal one we had a little help we guess as we was resurrected but we are very determined now to Cause more chaos, more destruction. So, yeah, we thank you. Our pro, we was very proud of that promo. Oh yeah, very all proud. Myers do would all Myers did was bring you back from the dead. You did the rest. He did, he did, and we are internally grateful to that darkness. So yeah, 
But now we're back again to call. <laughs> we are still here. Maybe their connection in hell is terrible. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's back to normal now. There's no Wi-Fi in the depths of hell. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of fire here, so you know there's not very many wires for Wi-Fi. But for some reason, we've worked it out. I'm sure it's so, still uh, a better signal than Sky. Exactly. <laughs> Most I definitely more. I got your promo, uh, Demoness, and I'm going to tell you, as a guy who loves the big pictures in Hollywood, your promo was so cinematic. It was, it was insane. It was, I don't know, man. It was like, you know, I don't know if you guys, what, I, no, I won't waste this statement, I'm sure, because Daz loves movies like I love movies. Daz, you've seen, uh, you've seen Carrie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we man. love that. <laughs> there you go. They're all going to laugh at you. Right? Well, just your, your promo had that old school horror film, you know, feel to it. And I was just thinking, this is, I got on the phone with Mike Larkin, and I said, I told Mike Larkin, I said, listen, man, I know I've been saying this the whole time, but I'm just going to say it again. We don't deserve her. (laughs) (laughs) It's also no surprise you're on the phone with Mike. Exactly. (laughs) He he didn't say it, but I could feel his eyes rolling. (laughs) But, um, But I know he agrees, and what you did last week, nothing short of amazing. Um, and there was a sense, uh, you know, unfortunately, Moni Lynn had to leave the competition. She had some other obligations to take care of. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but the, reason why, the reason why it hurts so much is because this world continues to deny us any version of a woman versus a woman. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one way or another, yeah. It always eludes us. It always you escapes know, us. This was the one, right? At this point, the only option we've got is because he does so many gimmicks. Is Mike to dress up in drag? Listen, <laughs> 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 the worst part about that idea, Captain, is, is he'll he, do Mike it. Has, yeah, he's pitched that idea every week, and I can tell him, "No, man, take the win off." <laughs> Even hey, before you move on, yeah, it is. Now the the other promos we saw last week were Robert Davis versus Zach Herring. Um, Zach stuck to his guns. A little longer promos again, uh, but Robert, of course, is Mister Creative with all the special effects. And I'm not sure what gimmick that was. I mean, we've seen the Stat Man, we've seen Crazy Eyes. That was kind of I think that was just crazy, Hitman. Robert. That was Hitman, Robert, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little blood on the shirt. Um, it wasn't up. Robert didn't hold back either. No, he he, he, he called him a piece of shit. <laughs> Opening up. line, hey, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think By I've seen way, Robert that, that aggressive. 
He's been spending too much time in hell. That's his problem. He chooses to be there. We have asked him to leave, but he keeps coming back. <laughs> he looks um, he looks a lot like Ricochet from that angle, by the way. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't have the same habits. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at actually nobody moved whatsoever this past week um, uh, Limoness and Mike are now both on 12 points at the top uh, obviously Mike's going to get a bye next week because he was supposed to be facing Daniel Crimmins uh, and the Limoness had taken to Nero who's on 3 points um, so it is mathematically impossible for Teddy to win but you know still keep fighting um, Block B uh, the Walker is still on top with Moses Marquez uh, there wasn't any Block B matches this past week, so obviously that didn't change. And it's not going to change next week either, apart from Chris, who gets 3.5. And we are breathing down the neck of Michael Larkin from what we read. It is very, very much looking like a tie at this point. That is terrifying. <laughs> I think it's terrifying to whoever wins Block B, because they've got to face Mike, Mr. Gimmick. And the Demoness, because it'll be a triple threat. Now that could be exciting. Yeah, we should make that happen. As long as he does not go demon again, because he does not belong in the demon world. And I have told him this as well. Just imagine Mike with his, because, you know, Mike has a very bubbly persona. So yeah. I imagine he sticks out like a sore thumb in hell. He uh, looks scary to us. And that's saying something, because we're scary. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to go to that dark side to get those three points over you. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> but, <laughs> and of course he did leave us and in a watery grave, and we were stripped from this human, as everyone knows, is Nicola. But we were brought back and yeah we're happy we're back put it that way it <laughs> won't happen again he's not going to strip us from this so again uh, Teddy will of course be your last match in the tournament mm, we know and we're going to make it something different something upgrade a bit more than what we already have been doing I don't know how that's possible, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were thinking the same thing after the graveyard thing with Moniz. We was like, hmm, what can we do? But we have some ideas floating around our crazy minds, so it's still good. Do you, you guys hear that in the background? The sound of the Demoness's neighbors packing their bags and moving out? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would move out. I mean, sorry, yeah, they really need to move out. <laughs> Wait, how do they know what's coming? I thought they couldn't speak English. They can't, but they seem they to be used it. to see. Yeah, they can <laughs> sense the evil floating around when we're all uh, walking around as ourselves. They kind of, uh, I think we freaked them out the first time they kept coming out to find out what me and Demon R were up to. And uh, yeah, now when they see us, they kind of look the opposite direction. So it, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> 
is how it is. I'm not going to stop doing it because it creeps them out. They chose to live there, and I'm doing my thing. So, really? Exactly. <laughs> I do like what you said, Mir, though, about how it could be a one-hit show of like them trying to work out what the hell I was doing and little words coming up going, holy fuck, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we yeah, need to put speech be, uh... bubbles or subtitles or something. Yeah, be... I mean, that could be a show all of its own if we just had a camera fixed to their house to catch their reactions every time you and you and your little demons are outside <laughs> recording promos. <laughs> the more terrified of, of my daughter... They get scared of her because I think my my young de- my demon daughter decides to always go with a clown. She calls herself Pennywise's daughter. I'm not sure where she got that from, but that's who she claims to be now. So they do they do get a bit creeped by her face when she's uh, well when she's wandering around as she is. So yeah, we're known as the creepy fat. We're probably the Adams fat and the demoness's family. There you go. <laughs> maybe they just don't like clowns maybe <laughs> we like clowns <laughs> so I gotta ask you Demoness because yes. you are facing Ted P. De Niro so he he carries this really long sharp object I don't I don't know what the actual tool is referred to I mean it it looks like something that would be carried by like Jason, or I don't know what the hell the thing is, uh, but it is long and it's sharp, and it kind of helps him cut into people. I mean, are you are you worried about that? Is that something that can affect the demoness? Mm, we are not sure because no one has attempted to go at us with tools. They've only been well drowned we've been hit by a bat so i suppose in a way that didn't harm us so maybe a sharp object will or it won't we'll find out but we are not afraid put it this way if anything he should be more afraid of what we're gonna do did did you just sell out (laughs) dinero for carrying a dangerous object probably (laughs) yes (laughs) okay now i really hope the caa is not listening to this (laughs) <laughs> I find out where he lives right now. I built oh nope, this is not Teddy's last match. Uh he's also got Zach Herring um the the week before the last week, so November sixth. I'm so annoyed that I didn't put one of your matches on Halloween, that we've only got Walker and the Butcher as, like, the horror fest, and then we've got Moses versus Chris Maldonado. I think the Demoness is perfect for Halloween. Why didn't I schedule that? Well, when I made the match lineup, or when I drew the matches, um, I didn't know about the Demoness gimmick, so I couldn't predict anything. If I'd known that, I would have, you know, made a few little tweaks to the tournament, like I did with... Moses from the Walker. Don't worry, Mortal One. You'll see us on Halloween appear, no matter whether we're competing <laughs> or not. But it's fine. We'll appear anyway. 
Halloween's our favourite time of year. It's the day we are free to roam around without worrying we're going to get hit by pitchforks or something. I'm just <laughs> worried about the neighbours now. Everybody's running around the street. There's more of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to get a fright on Halloween when the kids start knocking on the air. More of them. Run, run, quick. <laughs> But no, do not feel bad, honestly. We I didn't expect well, we didn't expect it to be as was well, likes as we have been or as as well as I've come up, it's kind of yeah, been very uh, for me this has all been outside of the box, but I we have loved every minute of it, so yeah, but um we we don't feel bad. It's fine. I'm sure Butcher and the Walker will do a fine job, but it's all good. Trust me. We'll appear Halloween just to upset both of them. Well, that's good because Max Russell will have a little special Halloween themed episode, and of course, the butcher and I will be visiting some random place with Deacon for a special Halloween episode of Deacon Explores. Cheap plug. Where are you going to be looking? Because I watched Deacon, and he—that's kind of where I got the idea for the graveyard from. <laughs> <laughs> I will I'll tell him that. he inspired the breakout performer of the Bromo Climax. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tell him, because I, I watched his video, and then a day later I was in an 800-year-old graveyard, which was probably mm, one of the maddest things I've ever done, but fun, all the same, <laughs> I guess. Just lucky you didn't have one of those pendulums. No, I refuse to go near pendulums. <laughs> <laughs> but the demoness does not work with pendulums. Uh, I don't know oh, yeah. where he's taking us, but I, I'm I, not afraid because I'll have a big bad butcher with me. <laughs> what if he's butcher. terrified, though? <laughs> Damn, I'm like... just reminding me of something. I can't remember. I was watching something the other day. Right, no, I was listening to the Steve Austin podcast or something, and I can't remember who he was interviewing, but there's some wrestler who, or maybe it was a tag team, who had a finish move that was technically, you could have called it the 3D before the Dudleys had it. Not not the uh, not the actual move, but whatever the name, the name of the move the Dudley was. Dudley yeah, it, it it was like that. It had it had three words, and every word started with a D. I think it might have been Diamond Dallas Page or something. Um, who was Diamond Dallas Page's old finish move? Can't remember the name of it, but Diamond Cutter. Yeah, I know, but there was something else. Oh. It was some... uh... I'm trying to think who. Oh, this might have been when he was interviewing Scott Hall. Now that I think of it. Um, anyway. Just a random thought. I'll have to go back and figure that out. But, uh... <laughs> Come back <laughs> yes, next week. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, next week. It's, it's what, you know how, it's, so Scott Hall eventually, I think, called his move, you know, the Razor's Edge, obviously, and then the Insider's Edge. Yeah. But before that, I think it was called, it was called something, because when he was brought in by, as he calls him, Dally, uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to be working this out live on the air. I'm just trying to think. Anyways, yeah, the Razor's Edge used to be called something else way back then, and it had whatever the name was. It was three Ds. Anyway, so uh, back to Ted B. De Niro. <laughs> uh, one of no, DDP's moves was a diamond death cutter. 
Diamond Death Cutter. No. Oh, a Diamond Dream was like a jump in DDT. What was Scott Hall's original move, original finisher when he first? Because apparently he came in as Diamond Dallas's, you know, one of Diamond Dallas's guys. Yeah. Uh, oh. Let me take a look. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Hall Buster outside is there. Oh, the Diamond Death Drop. There it is. That's when he was Diamond, Diamond Stud. Death Drop. Diamond Stud. There we go, people. We got it all worked out. That's what I'm trying to say. One can make the argument that that move is the original 3D, the Diamond Death Drop. But is it is it still the, the Razor's Edge? Is it the same move? Yeah, yeah. See, if Mike was here, you would have had that in five seconds. <laughs> I know. It, it's so weird when you, when you start digging into the history of wrestling. It's like, I never knew that Scott Hall was the diamond stud. <laughs> and so I heard on that interview. But um, because what happens is you're born out of nowhere. And at some point, you become a fan of wrestling. I just assume it happened that way for everybody. And... Mm -hmm. You start seeing people, the first time I saw Scott Hall, he was Razor Ramon. And then at some point, he went to WCW as Scott Hall, which at that point, I didn't even know because the internet wasn't super huge back then. I didn't even know that that was his real name. For all I knew, it was just another gimmick name. But then you, you think to yourself, oh, he used to be Razor Ramon. And because that's the first point in history that I saw him, to me, that's where he started. I, you, it takes listening to a podcast interview to find out this guy used to be the Diamond Stud and all kinds of other people, and then eventually he made it to WWF as Razor Ramon. See, everything comes full circle. You mentioned Razor earlier. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love wrestling, everybody. But um, <laughs> so Demon S. This uh, this match with uh, Ted P. De Niro yes. is your last match, right? It is. Unless you're yeah. in the final, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're in the final. And this is your first promo climax, and I would imagine this may be your first time really competing at all in any kind of promo competition. What has your experience been, start to finish? Um... In all honesty, yeah, very, like we said, this was outside the box for us. We had never done primers. We had never even given it a thought. We'd seen them because um, Mr. Larkin had sent me a few of like the original ones. And then I started watching them and was like, oh, I think I can do that. And then he was like, well, you like demons, so why don't you create something to do with you that obviously is demons so i kind of because a lot of people assume i based it on rosemary from impact but originally i did but i'm more darker and more scary than she is she's quite human compared to me so yeah she's but, um, exactly so i kind of wanted to make sure that i was more evil more <laughs> demonic than that so i kind of upped it a lot but yeah this has been a lot very overwhelming a lot of it the amount of support i've had and yeah just from all of you really dazzy you everybody 
it's been really uh it's very different from anything i've ever done before would i do it again yes definitely i don't want to put my uh my well my little twin to sleep yet put it that way she's kind of fun to have around terrorizing people Maybe that's why it took off so much because it was so different because everybody was used to these promos like, hey, yo, what's up? And then and out rapping. comes the demoness and rapping. <laughs> the demoness is not going to rap. Even though Larkin did try and say, you should make up a rap. And I just kind of stumped that and went, no, we'll stick to our <laughs> rhyming and what we're good at. But I'm not going to rap. I'll leave that to the... Uh, the ones that are really good at that and there's quite a few in this competition so one of them but is yeah your thank opponent. you anyway i am aware i am aware <laughs> i've watched his promos too and uh yeah um we shall see we shall see but i am yeah sad obviously she's gonna be disappearing but not entirely not just yet not entirely I, i'll never forgive um you i don't i I think I was at work and I got a notification that you had gone live in RWT. Mm-hmm. And, and I, walked out of a, I walked out of a very important meeting. <laughs> 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 I got to take this. I opened up that I opened up RWT and watched that live video. Which one? And the first one, the very first one, when ah. you went live in RWT. You had there was like this ominous red glow behind you. I think you, I think you had something draped over your head, and I don't know, man. I, I just, I was watching that, and I was like, oh my god, dude, this is insane! Like, this is fantastic, and it was one of those things where this is how you know something is good. So. I'll do a podcast, right? It'll there, there'll be a lot of planning that goes into doing a podcast. It's like I got to get a guest. We got to come up with a time that works for both of us. We sat down, we record the whole thing, and then they go on with their life. Then I got to sit there and I have to edit it, add in commercials, and then save it as a certain type of file, and then take it and upload it to YouTube mm-hmm. and upload it to the group. Right. All that, all that insane work that goes into one episode. And when it's all said and done, and this is the part where Dazzy will stop relating Mr. 5k a week. I got any <laughs> when, all that, when all that said and done on, on my end, you know, I, I've had times where it got three views or something like that, you know? And, and for me, I look at that and I go, Holy crap, three people listen to something I did. So it's not, it doesn't bother me, but it's the part where, the Demoness cuts a promo, a little live video on RWT. To this point, nobody knows who she is. The video was maybe a minute and 36 seconds in length, but the yeah. character was so compelling. That video got viewed and viewed and viewed and viewed. And it was, and everybody was like, what the, like, what is this? What did I just watch? What the, like, you could see people's natural uh, organic reactions to it. Vince McMahon, his whole theory in wrestling is as long as people react. The, the thing you don't want is no reaction. doesn't matter if people love you. doesn't matter if people hate you. What matters is that you made them feel something. And when you made that video that day, you made the group feel something. And you've been on a roll ever since. 
Well, thank you, Malta. I know Dazzy offered to be our manager, if I remember rightly. <laughs> Everybody's in a rush to get their hands on that big money. You know, you know what? I was in the Fox, yeah, was I was in the Fox War Room, and that was it. The Fox War Room. Sit down, NFL robot. We need a demon S. <laughs> I think. What did I write? Bag sake, like I, I saying about. I, okay, I won't rip your rip you to pieces or something like that and then when I wrote it I was like why did I just write that I should have just gone yeah alright then you're hired <laughs> you know, I, I actually prefer it when people stay in characters online it's fun I have tried I think I've done more when I'm writing than uh, I don't know sometimes as you can tell now I can go from being hurt to then myself again but, but um when i'm actually writing i always make sure i'm in her mode so it's kind of uh still to make sure i sound scary or whatever but as for that live video um yeah that that was uh actually quite fun to do because obviously i'd disappeared in the house somewhere and made sure it looks just like the glow, I think, was because I had a window, like my um, bedroom window, uh, curtains were wide open, so the reflection of the street lights were coming in as well. So that gave it a better effect. But I started watching other things and was trying to learn how to add things to it, like music and stuff. And I think the second live one I did, I was a bit like... But then someone kept saying about stop using candles, so I kind of have tried to lessen the candles as well because apparently that's just always used for creepiness. So, yeah. I was told to stop with the candles after the last live video we did. I did. I like the candles personally. I like how you blow them out at the end. And what was crazy when you made that video is, first off, no disrespect to the other competitors in the competition, but I think part of being a good analyst or part of being a good journalist is to be upfront and forthcoming about who you think is going to win the whole thing. And then for all the people who don't get named, then prove me wrong, um, but I'm, I'm not gonna shy away from my thoughts or feelings about something. And yeah. before you made that video, I had Lewis of Evolution of Pro Wrestling winning the promo climax because there was so much history that had gone into, uh, you know, from the time that Lewis landed in RWT, I mean, he made a huge splash because he, before you came along, he was the most evil person <laughs> that there that there had been uh, to the point that he ruffled, uh, you know, the butcher's feathers up. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And, and you want to talk about war room, Dazzy Lee. Yeah. Uh, Butcher and I sat in our war room uh, back then known as the cutting room. Yeah. And we're, and we're both kind of scratching our heads like, the fuck does this guy think he is? We gotta do something to stop this motherfucker. And then I went at him and um, didn't go super well. I got my ass handed to me. And a lot of other things went on. And Lewis and I, we, we competed. Um, but going into the promo climax, Lewis had only really competed against me in any sort of formal promo competition. And I just thought to myself, I, I took his best shot right on the chin, and he flat out beat me. I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop this guy. And then the DMNS went live in RWT, 
and the whole landscape changed. It was like, well, so much for that. <laughs> Yo, I'm looking at that video now. So my comment was, if this was UFC and I was Dana White, I'd be rubbing my hands right now. Dollar, dollar, dollar. But then I just, saw, I just saw another comment, which uh, was Rob Chef, who just literally put game over. Um, and you actually ended up doing a really cool promo for Rob and Heel Team 6 this past week as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'd forgotten I'd done it. Uh, no, I've known <laughs> Chef. I did. No, honestly, my uh, head was not really here. But um, ever since she's returned, I kind of keep having blackouts. But yeah, it's fine. I know what that's about. That's her channeling herself out of me. But um, I kind of... Rob Schiff is a very uh, close friend to me as well, another one. Um, him and Larkin were the ones that convinced me to first do podcasts. So when he saw my character, he was going crazy about it. He was like, wow, that's mad. And I think he actually wrote on one of the YouTube videos as well, set match game. And that, <laughs> that was against Zach Herring, I think. I should have left his ass in hell. I should have left, let him out again. So we apologise <laughs> for that, mortals. We should have left him there. <laughs> But we let him out, so... Uh, but, yeah, we did. He asked us to do a promo, basically warning the world that Hill Team 6 are great and all of that, and so we said we'd do it for him. So, yeah, he's another one of my uh, close friends. Actually, you all are my close friends, but, yeah, he, he's another one, so, yeah. So, being in Block A, obviously, you get a complete outside perspective to Block B. There's mm -hmm. only... Four people left in Block B. <laughs> uh, who do you see taking it? Obviously, Moses and the Walker are currently in joint top position on six points. Um, this is difficult because they're both as good as each other. So, um, but we haven't actually seen Moses compete for a while, have we? Or no, Moses no. had a couple of weeks off. He's back next week. His last match was Jesus. Uh, August 28th against the Butcher. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, oh, no, um... yeah. then he had... No, then he was against Lewis, September 25th. So, yeah, he's had a few weeks off. Yeah. Um, between the both, like I said, to us, they are big. So, uh, that's a really hard one to say. But, oh, please don't hate me, Moses. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> well Walker's considering he's got other things on his mind as well he's in a tournament he's also got a match against Andre Corbeil coming up which he uh, certainly spit fire on in his latest live promo which obviously the butcher also responded to on before the bell that was, that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard uh, I gotta ask um, Amir did you get a chance to check that out before the bell yeah no, I, I saw the announcement of it, and I personally dropped the ball. Normally, I take those types of announcements, and I set them at the uh, at the top of the group and stuff like that. Um, but I saw it super quick in passing, just in traffic, and I never really thought about it again. I couldn't click on it at the time, and I never thought to go back to do it because life is... I'm experiencing life at a rate of several what-the-fucks per hour right now. Yeah, don't do that uh -huh. while you're driving. Walker made that mistake listening to a clip and nearly swerved off the road. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I remember Walker talking about this clip is so funny, I want to crash my car. Like, <laughs> he blamed me for it though, you know that, right? He keeps on telling me to uh 
he keeps telling me to terrorise him in these dreams. And I was like, no, it's not down to me. It's down to my twin. And she's like, no, yeah, I want to go and terrorise him. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so if, if, this is a big if now. <clears throat> uh, Mike gets a bye next week, which will put him on 15 points. Uh, uh-huh. If you defeat Teddy, that'll put you on 15 points. Now, Mike will then have to lose against Robert in the final week to make it a triple threat in the final. You could end up both you and Mike facing the walker. <laughs> that could be interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> or if no Moses keeps burn. winning as well, it'll be a fatal four-way. Oh, that could be fun. Does that mean I'd have to make four different videos or just one video? I'll just one, but you'll have three opponents. Oh, this could be very fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> very much like mm. uh, Promo Slam was. A fatal forward. Yep. Oh, mm, now if that happened, then I would have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening four people. Yeah, no. I would have fun. You know, I have, I've kind of been threatened by a bat, threatened by drowning and succeeding. And obviously, I, the buy with this one, I'm not sure what Teddy's going to do. I'm hoping he doesn't think water's the answer, because as we know, I come back. So <laughs> water is not going to do nothing. <laughs> or burning. We live in hell, so fire is one of our... Main elements, so you know, but I yeah, I could work with that. That's gonna be fun if that does happen. Teddy, she will definitely spitfire. destroy it all four of them. <laughs> uh, so we got to uh, we got to watch out for Moses Marquez because he's a guy who came out swinging, and he uh, he was able to avenge some personal issues by taking out the Walker in his debut match. Uh, and then he went on to defeat the butcher, which I think had him riding high. Yeah. But then the man that he brought in to the group, uh, Lewis from Evolution of Pro Wrestling, then beat him, uh, which was Lewis's, you know, I guess official debut match at that time. Um, so Moses Marquez, he's coming off of a loss, right? That was the last time he. Yeah. He's had a promo. So the, the idea here is, I don't think Moses Marquez is done. I don't, I mean, or, or even if he wants to be done, I don't think the Crippler is going to let him. And it is nothing short of poetic justice that it's going to come down to either him or Travis the Walker Anderson, uh, as those those two individuals have an incredible amount of history and it's been very personal. A fatal four-way would be amazing. Um, I just got to wonder, man. I don't. I wonder if Moses Marquez has it in him and can really step it up and get some get some big victories down the stretch. Travis, right now, you're right. Travis is he's firing on all cylinders, but the problem with people sometimes in Travis's position is when your attention is pulled so many directions at once. Something shall fall through the crack, through the uh, through the cracks. Something will slip through the cracks. He may pay more attention to Andre than to you know the butcher, or vice versa. Something's got to give. So I don't know what's going to happen with Travis, or maybe he can kind of get through it all flawlessly. But uh, I'm 
you know, down the stretch, this is getting very interesting for me, and I, I really can't wait to see how it all develops. I think um, Butcher also has some power in how this comes out as well, because he gets to choose his opponent for the final week, uh, which could be Moses or the Walker. Or, you know, if he's feeling generous, Chris Maldonado will give him another shot too. Is he ever generous? He's a good butcher. No, he's <laughs> not according to me, he's not. He he may have everyone fooled, but the demoness is not fooled by him. We sent him. <laughs> uh, for, for the record, he's got nobody fooled. <laughs> I'm a good Wait, butcher. You even 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 David Gillum's going. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> so, Amelia, you said Lewis was your pick from the beginning. Uh, well, he Lewis Lewis was my pick. Yeah, but now he's not I in the tournaments. Well, he wasn't. That's this. I want to clarify these comments. And and Lewis of Evolution of Pro Wrestling, I know he still listens to Beyond the Mic. So I'm talking directly to you, Lewis. I believe in your abilities. I think you cut you cut a fantastic promo, and you wore my pick before the promo climax started. But to clarify, the moment that Demoness dropped that live video in RWT, <laughs> she hmm. became my pick. And I've said it in probably every episode that we've done. I've said it everywhere all the time that I expected her to take the whole thing. Uh, and God help anybody who stands in her way. <laughs> but uh, but go on, Des, with Lewis not being in the competition. So who's your pick for Block B now? Block B. Um, I think, if my maths are correct, let me just take a quick look at this. So... Uh, if Moses and the Walker keep losing, well, they both got one match left each if they both lose those matches, and Butcher wins his next two matches, he could actually steal the tournament with nine points. I would have had, if Lewis was still in the competition, I would have had him at least winning block B. That, for me, was, was solidified. Um, and again... That's not a knock on the other competitors. That's just it just comes from me doing battle with Lewis twice. Yeah, better know, the devil, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm saying I know what this guy's coming with. Um, but with in, in the absence of Lewis, who do I have winning the whole thing? I'm going to say first off, let me talk about Travis the Walker Anderson. Travis the Walker Anderson is a guy who's had to fight through so much. Mm-hmm. He's had to, I mean, you're saying, when, when, when Butcher was the promo champion, Travis the Walker Anderson would stand outside his house every day screaming about a title shot. And Butcher would be in there <laughs> in his house, you know, with his fork and knife, cutting through a perfectly cut steak and completely ignoring him. <laughs> There's some version of that happening. And so Travis had to, Go through me and go through Courtney and and go through you know every all kinds of things just to even get his name mentioned. But in that time, and I've said this before, I know Travis disagrees, but it didn't change. It doesn't change the way I feel about it. Travis the Walker Anderson and David the Butcher Gillum went from being mortal enemies 
to kind of being uh, best friends. And I won't, by the way, I don't want to be sued by AEW for saying it. But um, so for me, though I'm looking forward to their battle on Halloween, we're not, in my estimation, this isn't Travis versus Butcher from, you know, several months ago when they literally hated each other. I mean, there, there was a time where Travis the Walker Anderson wrote out this scathing, like, promo, cut a crazy, like, promo, shoot, whatever you want to call it on the Butcher. And, and the things that he said, and the things that he, he was so, he went back himself and took it down once he calmed down. That is not this. This is this is now two guys that actually respect each other now. Uh, they're the best friends on the planet. So these characters shall do battle, but it's not the same battle I think that Travis would bring back when he had a legit, you know, hatred towards the butcher. So with that being said, I think Moses Marquez. I think Moses Marquez comes out of Block B on top. Because he started great, he's only taken one loss, and there is there hasn't been a seismic shift for him. I think kind of whatever he feels about everybody in Block B, probably all still stands the reason that he, he feels those same ways. Um, he doesn't. I don't think he has any friends <laughs> in Block B. I think he kind of wants to take all those individuals down. And unlike Travis the Walker Anderson, he doesn't have an additional battle looming over him that he's trying to get ready for. Uh, with Andre Corbell, Corbell. So I think because of personal biases and outside distractions, two major things that Travis is going to have to overcome down the stretch, because those obstacles don't exist for Moses Marquez, as long as he keeps kicking ass and cutting great promos, I think he has a clear victory uh, ahead of him in Block B. Yeah, I just thought as well, Walker could also have like a hat trick at promo series so he could not only win the promo climax not only win the promo championship not only win the knowledge championship but he could also block andre corbeil from getting a promo title shot yeah mike larkin mike larkin just cut the show off (laughs) (laughs) we are just glad he didn't try to challenge us because we probably would have told him no outright (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> only because we would terrorize him and torture him but other than that <laughs> we would just we leave it to them to they're, they're big shots and I'm a, in a little pond around them so yeah no he's, he does comment a lot on what I've done though I've noticed that on YouTube he says certain things and he asked Larkin to ask me what my horror DVD collection was like yeah. at home so that was a new one well now we know it includes Carrie yes it does <laughs> it, in, I have, it does it does yeah uh, as well as a lot of um, we actually for one of our promos I can't believe I'm going to say we watched I watched not we I watched um, Annabelle because I had this idea of a possession of a doe or something, and then went, nah, didn't like that. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that idea went off rather quickly, kind of thing. I'm sure but it, I'm I sure know you it work. Cool, fan. It could, it could. I also know you're very, uh, you like a lot of horror films, don't you, Daisy? Or Captain, sorry. <laughs> yep, WWE is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a great one recently. It was called Hell in a Cell. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I saw that. I actually Didn't watched like that as well. No. no, that was crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I almost went Me to that show. Huh? Did you? Yeah, it was it was in Sacramento, California, which is about an eight or nine hour drive from where I am. And um, it's not like it used to be for me. And basically, now that I, I got a, a big promotion at work. So before when I was just a regular associate, if I went like, hey, I'm going to take Monday off. It's not like anybody would miss me. It didn't make a difference. But now because I'm a director of a program, I can't just go. I'm taking Monday off. And I would have needed that. If I was going to drive there, watch that show, be greatly disappointed, and then drive back. Because you understand, I was, as I mentioned before, uh, in San Jose, I was live for the House of Horrors match. So I'm really happy that I, I didn't drive a great distance just to be disappointed yet again around a booking decision involving Bray Wyatt, which is not Bray's fault. Um, but it would have really been upsetting. I mean, it's, it's better to be disappointed from home for no money. Sure. <laughs> You also would have had to be on the mic the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now i got to ask you, if you had gone, and if you were in that crowd, and that main event was in dark red light, and ended the way it did, would you have wanted your money back? I've never been that guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that mm-hmm. I've... I can't think of one time that I've ever demanded a refund because the reality is even again during the House of Horrors match, which was you know Ugh. horror, it was terrible. It was terrible, but yet the experience of being live, I mean, one match doesn't by the way, WWE doesn't just fuck up one match. I mean Yeah, very true. They fuck up the whole card. <laughs> Yeah, the whole the whole car, oh, man. but but along the way, there's still the drive. The adventure is the drive up, and and then the anticipation of the show starting and just being there live for different things that don't air on TV. So no, even even though they had their little fuck ups along the way, the experience as a whole is worth every dollar that you pay for it. So, now I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have demanded my money back, but I. Um, it does feel good for once to experience a fuck up from my couch. And by that, I mean, <laughs> I didn't watch that pay-per-view at all, but I'm just saying if I had, at least I would have uh, done it from the comfort of my home. So, uh, but you know, people, everybody goes to WWE events. At this point, it's really no secret. I don't, it's like going to a restaurant that perpetually gets your order wrong and then getting mad when they get your order wrong. It's like, it's, that's kind of their thing. <laughs> You said, hey, man, I said no fucking pickles. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but we always get the order wrong. <laughs> so basically, my local McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. mine too. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's oh, like, I, I want a sake, cheeseburger with no onions. Yeah. They go like, yeah, no onions? And I go, yeah, no onions. All right. Uh, so lots of onions. So you ordered a cheeseburger with no onions? Yeah. No onions. All right. Is the order correct on the screen? Yes, it is. And pull up to the window. You pay. You look at the receipt. The receipt says cheeseburger, no onions. All right. Everything's looking good so far. You get to the second window, and they hand you a bag of onions. There's no burger in there. Nothing like this. No idea. What the fuck? The order was correct on the screen, motherfucker. 
<laughs> it's, it's like that here with ice cubes. If you're drinking or buying a drink or something like that, and you so they go, "Do you want ice cubes?" and you go, "No," and then they always put it in there. Yeah. That 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 is irritating, especially if it's all right. Yes, alcoholic, and they put it in there, and you go, "No," and yeah, it's just watered down. No point. Mm-mm. That it, winds it, me up. It's kind of different for us because people ask, "No ice." No problem, we don't yep. you put ice in anyway. The ice machine's in the back. If you specify you want ice, we'll go and get it. But we're not putting ice in anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody should do that. Be like us. Yeah, people, be yeah. like us. If you want ice, in ask America, for it. People have a thing yeah. that's called light ice. But my problem with light ice, that's Wait, not really exciting. That's super subjective. You know what I mean? It, like my version of light ice is going to be different than your version of light ice. So... <laughs> I, so is this I, just say ice? ice or no ice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so how many cubes is that? Is, is that like seven cubes? Does that make it light? I don't know. <laughs> oh, this we conversation would have been perfect for before the bell. Because <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> we have habits doing that, go into random conversation. You do anyway. I listen and laugh a yes. lot of the time when I'm listening to you all talk. Especially about Starbucks. That one makes me crack up as well. <laughs> you still go to that Starbucks? Um, <laughs> I... Not that one specifically. Um, <laughs> Is there a reason? I'm... Oh no, I remember the reason. <laughs> Just your like, picture yeah, on the no. window. This guy's not welcome here. He stalks people this on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> He's barred from all the Starbucks. Yeah, I have to go in disguise. I, listen, I'm not here to rob you. I just want coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm barred from every graveyard now, so don't worry too much. <laughs> oh, by the way, here's a story that I think this happened in America. This is how ridiculous people are. A man went inside a Taco Bell to rob it. Why? <laughs> yeah, he said he set out. He he wrote on a piece of paper like, you know, I need all the money from the till because I'm here to rob you. And then he set the paper down on the counter and slid it across to the cashier. And she read the paper and then she calmly said to him, "Sir, the register doesn't open unless you buy something." And then he went, "All right, I shall purchase one taco." And she went, "Okay." And then she rang him up, and he paid for the taco. And then when the register came open, she gave him all the money out of me. That was a nice robbery. <laughs> you can rob me, but you understand you must purchase something first. That's a good job, America. Oh. You can literally just ring something through and press the button to say you've been given cash because you're going to give it back anyway. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's the part where this guy, this, the, the, the news story, because they had to make an official police report, this fucker pulls the dollar thirty-five, whatever it is, out of his pocket and hands it to her like a real transaction. He paid for his taco. God help him. You know what I mean? And then he took all the money. He robbed four <laughs> other places and then he went to jail. What an idiot. That's like Mr. Bean robbing a taco bell. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy some fish. Okay. One taco. Well, why is everyone the middle finger? Why is doing this? <laughs> That's the problem with America, man. They they stick to their rules. It's like, you know, you yeah. listen, man. There's places like restroom is for customers only. 
And if you're going to rob us, you have to buy something first. You can rob us, <laughs> but you got to purchase a taco, a burrito, something, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. This is why I like doing Beyond the Mic, people, because you get to hear the other kind of conversations we have outside of the promos. <laughs> See, if it wasn't for Beyond the Mic, you wouldn't have this conversation with the Demoness. <laughs> Talking about Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, and robbing a Taco Bell, but buying something first. <laughs> <laughs> We do that here as well, except for normally by that point they've called the police before they even get to the part about ordering a taco. <laughs> if they even turn up, that is. It's kind of like... you know the worst part. The worst part of the whole interaction was he ordered the taco, right? And he's like, "Yeah, no lettuce." And she went, "All right, so no lettuce." And he's like, "Yeah, no lettuce." All right, is the uh, the order correct on the screen? Yeah, it's correct on the screen. All right, looks at his receipt, no lettuce. They give him the taco, just a bag of fucking lettuce, and that's why he still had to rob the place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of before NXT went to USA Network. It was kind of like, okay, I I would like to purchase the WWE Network for NXT. Okay, but that means you also get WWE pay per views as well. Okay, here's the nine ninety nine. Exactly. <laughs> you ever heard the expression less is more yeah. yep have you ever heard of streaming yep <laughs> <laughs> wow okay well um, I, I just want it to be Halloween now but we've got two weeks to go next week we have um, Chris Maldonado getting a bye Mike Larkin getting a bye like he needs it. <laughs> and <laughs> Demon S is back against Ted P. De Nero. That's October 23rd. Um, before we get to that, make sure you go to subscribe at Max Wrestling on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Max Wrestling and of course on soundcloud.com slash Max Wrestling. And remember, we're now on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Castbox. Just search Max Wrestling Podcast and you also get Infinity Gems, Beyond the Mic. You'll also now get Before the Bell and whatever else we come up with. Possibly a new Throne Zone when they do the prequel series to Game of Thrones. We'll see. I can't wait. I love <laughs> Game of Thrones. The Demoness is a fan of Game of Thrones. Everybody should be. Yeah, everyone is. In my Well... The adults in our house are. The kids were not <laughs> so good at letting them watch that yet because I'm not explaining that to a 10 year old. Nah. <laughs> not yet. What's, what's that little man doing? Uh, moving on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a big thank you to the Demon S for joining us. Uh, where can people, if they so dare, find you? Mm-hmm. On Twitter. It's under the Demoness Nicola eight five four. Facebook, it's Nicola McDonald Dave Smith, and my Instagram, I still do not know off by heart yet. <laughs> I have to get Mike to do this on when I did the podcast the other day. I was like, um, "Can you tell me?" He was like, "Yeah, of again." I was like, "Oh, that's all right then." <laughs> Just like Kenny Killer, it's the woman with half yeah, an Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she has an Instagram. She just doesn't know what it is. <laughs> it's kind of like the Phoenix. He has a Twitter, but he doesn't tweet. Yeah, 
Why? <laughs> he does tweet when he has to directly complain to Vince or Stephanie or even Triple H. Uh, That's okay. the only time you'll see the Phoenix tweet. But he'll always check it with me first. Should I send this? And I'm like, I've already done it. Oh, okay. Should I send this? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay, I'll send it to Stephanie and Triple H now. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they're going to read it, but okay. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at DazzyMWP and Max Wrestling UK on Twitter. And now over to the Kingpin. Yes, you can find me at uh, Twitter at, I don't know, RWT Podcast or something like that. And uh, Instagram, Raw Wrestling Talk. YouTube. Yeah, Facebook. Join the group. And uh, real quick, I just want to say about Travis the Walker Anderson and Mike Larkin. These are two individuals that this time last year uh, were very different and had not really come into their own yet. But Travis, I don't think he was really participating in anything uh, this time last year. He was kind of a spectator and everything like that. And in one year's time, he's gone from spectating to being a true staple of both uh, Max Wrestling and RWG. This is a young man who who goes out and buys uh, shirts, promoting the groups, brings signs uh, to televise wrestling events, promotes everywhere all the time, works very hard for these groups. Uh, is responsible for having wrestlers make cameos for the groups and stuff like that. Mike Larkin is a guy, podcast machine, who works his ass off everywhere all the time, constantly promoting um, and bringing up both groups. And they both have grown as competitors. And so to those two men, I want to say, look at how far you've come. And well done. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate the hard work that you both do. Thank you so much. Yeah, they're our PR guys. <laughs> and I actually forgot that bit as well. Make sure you join the groups on Facebook. It is RWT, Royal Wrestling Talk, and Max Wrestling. Come on, come into the madhouse. It's fun. It <laughs> is. Come join our madhouse. You'll have loads of fun in our madhouse. <laughs> and and me, you're there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I never, I never get out of there, man. I'm in the madhouse right now. Aren't we all? <laughs> <clears throat> and of course, I have to do this on every show I do. You can find a butcher at TOD Six Nine Badge ITB. And for now, until next week, if there's anything you want to say, anything you want to get off your chest, anything that's been weighing you down, pressing on your shoulders, feel the weight off. Just by picking up the mic. Hello, mortals. We are the Demoness. And we are here to let you know that we work for Hill Team 6 and everything that they stand for. You will listen to what they say and you will do what they ask. Hill Team 6 are officially under the watchful eye of the Demoness. <coughs> Hush, hound, hush, our demon hound. So, mortals, just for the record, 
beware, beware. The demoness is helping heal Team Six. We are watching you mortals. Do not close your eyes because this demon is coming for each and every one of you. And so is Hill Team 6. We are watching. We are waiting. You are all, all doomed. <laughs>